Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to another episode of the Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me, that is Paul Mattingly. Everyone. Across from me is Mr. Matt Donnelly. And uh, sitting in uh, just, to, just to screw around with us is Casey Wilson is here. She's back, our friend uh, from from the artist formerly known as the host of Vegas Nocturne is here. <laughs> now I'm just a symbol. Are you a no, symbol? What a is your symbol now? <laughs> it's just a sad horse. I, I think, like it. I, I like think it's it. just a bird pointing in the direction of the Cosmopolitan, right? That's your new symbol? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have before you, I can't believe, sitting in this room, I cannot believe that I'm not employed by Spiegel World. No. <laughs> I think technically you are. You just have to be in a room with three people from <laughs> oh, the good. I'm in. It's yeah. contagious. Yeah. It's contagious. Um, so all of you are involved in different levels of this uh, show getting shut down at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, I promoted for a week there. You promoted for a week there, but you still work for the organization that that's, I do still work for Spiegel. We promote building. for uh, well, yeah, we promote for ads. I mean, it's when when shit goes down in Vegas, like it is, you find out how small of a city you live in Tiny so town. fast. It is basically like town gossip, like. Maribel Miss Church. Like, this is what's happening in Vegas right now. Like, <laughs> the show is closed at the Godfather. They closed suddenly. Yes. How much warning did you have About before you're doing your life? Oh, so you knew a week in well, advance before uh, your show. Our, four, four our, our work week, which is four yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. So four days. Now, Oof. Vegas Nocturne was the show inside Rose Rabbit Lie inside the Cosmopolitan. It's a Russian <laughs> nesting doll of entertainment. It's a turducken. <laughs> it's a total turducken of entertainment. Uh, and then the show <laughs> recently... Why weren't they using that as the tagline? <laughs> yeah. In fact, even just their ads, they just showed how you make a turducken. Robin Something Leach for everybody. Says, <laughs> Robin Leach says, a turducken of entertainment. <laughs> If you don't like the first bite, try the next. Did Robin Leach ever come to your show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came a bunch of times and he tweeted about the show. That's good. That's good. He's a good guy. Robin I Leach. should have tweeted to Duckin. <laughs> the show would still be running. We, um... That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Caviar wishes. <laughs> Champagne dreams. Robin Wood. What do I do? Uh, are That's you... it. <laughs> Um, that's it. That's, his that's only all I do. Everything else is really offensive, and I like Robbie. Yeah. He's very good to us. So the jokes I want to make right now are terrible like, about he's, him. He's super rich. I didn't realize. No, does anyone know why though? I don't know, but we looked him up on on uh, IMDb or something, and it was like yeah. fifteen million dollars or something. Yeah, the journalism thing is really just like a hobby. Well, I think it's that really show was so early. Yeah, and I'm, I, as a kid, that was on all the time. Oh, yeah, Styles of the Rich and Famous. So he must have had like just a really sick deal for syndication on that i guess so or right? was he rich and that's how he I, did he come up with the idea for the show and then he was like well i know all these people i wonder i wonder, I wonder. too because even like if you talk to people who made shows in the 80s i think that there was an 80s show mm-hmm. yeah um like if you even talk to like ted danson or whatever when he was like the highest paid perf- you know uh actor on television with cheers for 11 years mm-hmm. he never got Money, like he, he, the salary he talks about is nothing close to what is out he there. He didn't make now. friends money. Yeah, he did not make. I mean, like the nineties and those salaries, like we're talking like adding a zero, mm-hmm. like that much of a difference. Um, so I'm curious, like even if <laughs> we should just get him in here and ask him, we should. I think Absolutely. we could get him in here. Was I rich first? <laughs> 
did I the find money, riches? The money this guy turns out town. during my house tours, I would klepto just a few valuable items. <laughs> they never miss it. Small statuary. I made my fortune on the secondary Hubble market. Hummel market, I meant to say. <laughs> I stole a telescope as well. That was hard to smuggle out. Until I decided I'd put it in my pants. No one was the wiser. I'm enormously gifted down there. They thought it only me and my natural state. Uh, when, when he came to your show, at any of the times you were there, was he in a full-length sweatsuit? <laughs> No, but a lot of cutlery went missing, so I don't know. I don't know if that was was him or. Come for the lady who shoots an arrow with her feet. Stay for the forks. (laughs) Best forks in Vegas, like a turducken of entertainment. If only I'd tweeted it. Um. You can call Robin Williams a lot of things. Thief. That's Robin Williams. Thief. Robin Williams. Oh, God. Oh, hold on there. Wait, wait a minute. Throw me in the mix. Put me on that bus. Whoa. Oh I didn't see the fork. Or is it a fork? Is it a comb? Is it a this? Is it a that? I was going to try and do a Pam Dauber. No, that was not bad. That was good. That was good. I was trying to go. He always goes to that weird, like, typical 80s fruity voice. If you can get Pam Dauber down, you've got that market cornered. That's so true. That is, that is Casey Wilson's real estate entirely. Yeah. One woman, my sister, Sam. <laughs> Sam, what are you doing oh, here? That would add so, uh, and so sad. It is so sad. It is so sad. That's the saddest thing ever. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wait. So the weirdest thing. <laughs> the, the weirdest thing is happening at the Cosmopolitan. And I just found this out yesterday. Is that Cosmopolitan did not stop selling <laughs> tickets to Vegas Nocturne. Oh. And people are showing up. Wait, they're still calling it Nocturne? No. Okay. But they're saying, come on in. There's still a show going on if you want. And they have other actors and other people doing a show very similar to Vegas Nocturne wearing the old costumes because they're in the building. Who are these scabs? I can't think of a metaphor. Like, I can't think of, like, going to see the New York Giants, but they're not playing, but we have other guys in blue shirts who are hitting each other. We got some dudes from the CFL. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is going on? They're used to inside stuff. This this weather is really throwing them. That is the weird (laughs) thing. Some of the Baldwins are out there. (laughs) But, They're gonna be throwing the pigskin around. But not only this, people would pay to see the Baldwin's play football. Oh my god, that is true. That is true. People Out. who don't like football would watch the Baldwin's play football. They wouldn't let Steven ever play though. No, They'd be like sit on the bench, Steven. Yeah, be benched. No, that's the only one that we all want to see. But like, please, someone give Stephen Baldwin the ball. I want to see him get gang tackled. Yeah. And by the way, tackle is not the word I'm thinking. Of. Cuddled? Nope. Gang cuddled. Gang cuddled. Oh man, you see Stephen Baldwin get gang cuddled at the big game. <laughs> They hugged the shit out of him. He took it like a man, though. He took it like a man. <laughs> but Casey, what is the first, the first time you go online and you see a photo of someone wearing your costumes? What is that like? I think I have not seen anybody wearing Beverly's costumes yet. I think that's going to be a bit of a stretch because most people want to look attractive. Um, 
In a, Could you in, imagine? A, in a slutty, sexy way. Like, go to the Bellagio and be like, I'm here to see O. And they're like, yeah, uh, well, it's not O, but we got this pool. And uh, yeah, come on in, come on in, come on in. I mean, we that's what's happening F. right now. Yeah, it's it's swimmers, exclamation point. <laughs> come check us out. You know, we were originally on a cruise ship. Like, last, not that, Paul, how, you know, I like to think that I've, I've, I've made my way about town, that people know who I am at least a little bit. Not only have I Keep never been able that. to, not only have I ever been able to, yes. I'm about to shut myself down, Paul, if you won't, if you will stop interrupting my setup. Imagine you with a walking I can get cane. there. I can get there. I can get there on my own, I promise you. Um, not only have I not been able to audition for Vegas Nocturne, Aww. I somehow didn't get the audition notice for the knockoff of Vegas Nocturne. Is it Vegas Nocturne? I guess is that I, what have it to, is I have to like write in, I guess I have to write in and tell them what costumes I fit and hope that maybe they'll take my headshot. Um, so yeah, so I guess there's just no way I'm ever going to perform on that fit, trip. I think fitting the costumes is a very, so that's it. Well, you were you were just saying yeah, you were just saying something about cruise ships. Yes. Okay, so on the cruise ships on the Norwegian right uh, cruise ch- line that I was on, they had a show, a dinner theatrical show called Cirque Dinner and Dreams, not affiliated in any way with, with Cirque du Soleil. Soleil. Because the name actually made sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> people can translate it very easily. I get all three, so it yeah. must not be exactly. French-Canadian. That's yeah. a big part of it. Well, they probably are. But but the th- they had some legal wrang- wranglings there, and they had to secure that name. And I guess through the courts, they were able to prove the word Cirque. Yeah, well, the word circus is just a farm word for circus. Right. And even just um, from what I understand, uh, you know, in, in among the industry or, or culture, of cir- like circus means it might involve animals, and cirque means no animals. That's what I understood. Okay, to mean that's a that's a great. Mm. Thing. That's what one person explained to me once, and I took that as fact to trump all facts. Maybe it's true. Who was it that explained this? Uh, I believe Benedict Benedict Nicro. Oh, it's probably true then. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but but the uninformed would easily, of course, mistake it for a Cirque du Soleil production. Absolutely. It's the same tomfoolery, the same wacky costumes, the same kinds of performances. Yeah. But even crazier because it's all on a ship and they're balancing. It's nuts to yeah. watch these, these acrobats trying not to die every night when the swells come up. <laughs> like the, the show would get, can- yeah, the show would get canceled a lot because like, mm, no, it's, <laughs> I can't bounce on this can in these waves. It's just too much. It's too much. And then they would go ahead like some, some nights. Like, are you sure you don't want to risk it? And you're like, I stand on a cane using my teeth. <laughs> yeah. I suspend yeah. my entire body from the ground. On a solo standing cane with my teeth. Yeah. No, I don't want to risk it. But then sometimes the but captain... for the audience, but for the audience. Depends, right. It depends on who's on the ship, I guess. That's it. And sometimes they push it and then they get hurt. Oh, that is messed up. Like if Robin mm-hmm. Leach was on there. And right. then you get hurt and you're stuck in a fucking ship. Amazing show. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. That's, Death. That's silverware falling the out of The best part was the silverware <laughs> slid right onto my lap during some of the performances. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Mr. Leach, clink, 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 clink. Mr. Leach, me. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> Mr. Leach, Mr. Leach, don't mind my plate-sized pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I have a condition that has firmed the skin on the sides of my thighs. That's why it feels like porcelain. These are not plates I stole. <laughs> I heard nightmares of like uh, I would talk to waiters when I was uh, waitering at. Uh, it's an Italian I place. I know. Clifton Robert Leach is, is one of my He's favorites. here to stay. He's, He's here to stay. We, we, we now will never be able to tell a story about him without incorporating Clifton It would be amazing if his house was just pieces of other people's houses. <laughs> like he even just stole, like this wall. 
<laughs> I saw a Facebook thread about someone talking about possibly starting to listen to this podcast. Uh-huh. And possibly starting to listen to it. Yeah, they were on the fence. And what is this, uh, some twelve step now you gotta go through was, before uh, you get on board. It was it was it was me just forcing it on them and they were saying maybe. No, they, they but they said, Do I need to listen to it in order or can you just listen to the latest one? And I wrote like just listen to the latest one and then someone else wrote like, No, you have to listen from the beginning because of all the inside jokes that come back. <laughs> we do do a couple and, of callbacks. And I there. guess I guess we do have callbacks, but otherwise I like people think might think he really is a kleptomaniac. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And they'd be right. (laughs) (laughs) I had this journal exposing it, but where did it go? What a day at the aquarium. He certainly has some pretty ladies with him always. He always has pretty ladies with him. And this is where we really start to question the amount of money he makes. I mean, honestly, if you walk around, if you walk around, I've walked around a club with Robin Leach. And I almost said, Robin, like, we would be on first name basis, and we are not. Um, you will uh, be. Mr. Lynch. I will be. I, will, I mean, I, one time. After this podcast. After this podcast. <laughs> He's totally going to be in. I'm a shoo-in. When yeah. the cease and desist comes in. Uh, actually, yeah. please. I actually once, I once, I once dressed up like a valuable knife, and I, and I, I, spent, I spent the whole night in his pocket. Um. <laughs> Imagine my surprise when I set this ivory-handled <laughs> paring knife on my dresser, Hello. and it spoke to me. Hi, Robin. None other than Matt Donnelly. <laughs> what a disguise. Thankfully, I had worn my very large trousers that night. <laughs> um, but we couldn't walk when we were at a Surrender outside of the old uh, uh, when not Encore. Yeah, we're on Encore. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Paul, this event took place outside hey, of your bedroom. Remember that club? <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know. What? I don't know shit Just about Just from clubs. advertising. Sort of. I know the Where's Is that the names? one with the apple and the snake around it? Yes. Yes. That's oh. the surrender. I know. Yeah. See? Yeah, she's so right. You she just don't know where it is. And I don't a, know where it is. I don't know where it is. I just know there's an apple. It's in the Garden of Eden, apparently. Well, I was walking yeah. around with Robin Leach and literally like, honestly, like 15 women that were gorgeous were all like... Oh, like as soon as I saw him, like, oh, 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 hey, Robin. Hi, Robin. Hey, Robin. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really weird. I didn't understand it. They were trying to get their cutlery back. Hey, Robin. This maniac goes everywhere. I haven't seen you since Thanksgiving. Just curious <laughs> if you maybe wanted to. I had a, I left a baster at your house, a turkey baster at your house. It's no matter uh... what this woman says, I don't have her gravy boat. <laughs> the turducken you carved it and then turducken <laughs> if only i had tweeted it oh. <laughs> he did our show we did uh, uh back in the day when i first moved to vegas paul and i did a show called uh celebrity tarot lounge we do do we do improv based on the tarot card readings of celebrities it was a fun show very fun we enjoyed doing it and uh, emily clever emily gillette produced it and it was it was it was a good it was a it was a fine run then we moved over to the palms and we had six weeks of really fun great yeah. guests and then but robin leach was hilarious so we had but robin as really, one of them he was really good so wait the, so he came in yes they do his tarot reading and then you guys improv based on that we yeah. do the tarot so, card so reading. matt does the tarot reading he presents them with a card or lets uh-huh. them pick one you know okay and then straight I up, I very t- much hang a lantern on the fact that I think like, terror is bullshit. This is all for you know, it's all crap. Yeah. And then he throws it to me, and I read in one of the ridiculous tarot books a full description about what the card. Our is favorite to was mean. Power Tarot. Oh boy, that Power was our Tarot. Good one. The most dramatic interpretations of cards. And then loosely based on any of the stuff that I read that might have sparked something in their head, or any of the images on the card itself, they go ahead and do a little monologue for us about whatever they want to talk about. And that's how we would just get them into telling, recalling a story, ah. impromptu off the off, on the spot. 
Robin Leach had zero interest in paying attention to anything that was being read to him or doing anything, but he did come with a bunch of stories. So it ended yeah. up working out just fine. Work, so work he fine, just yeah. picked one story that had nothing He to just do. started just talking. He just did his own thing. Robin just does his own thing every time, actually. Everything I've ever seen him. I've had to do events where like I'm an MC and I have to hand the mic off to him or whatever, and I try to coordinate stuff, and he just goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And he just grabs a mic and just takes over and does and he everything. He just starts licking that mic and just covered <laughs> in chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> then, That's what talent does for you. And then meanwhile, like every table around him is gone. Just the tablecloths. <laughs> the table all, itself. All <laughs> the guests. Robin's going out like a Trojan horse version of himself and no one knows what's going he comes on. He clattering onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> he just speaks so loud and boisterously you can't hear a thing. All the surface noise of the theft just happens Does underneath. It, I heard Cirque du Soleil wants to do a show based on that. Yeah, it is, but they, every, they, they can't find the rights. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he was so funny because even he went like most of the guys would sit down and then we we, we we would bring them back one more time at the end of the show and uh, did you ever uh, have Stephen Baldwin we did not have Stephen Baldwin <laughs> It's too bad. He came in. Is, what is this obsession with Stephen Baldwin? No, I'm kind of fascinated. Okay, he's, he's, like he's, a, he's, he's the he's the he's the one that became the Bible thumper out of all of them. And he was on Celebrity Mole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on Celebrity Apprentice as well. Uh, he was on oh, All-Star that's right. Celebrity he was. Apprentice. He didn't last long. He did not. Because well. no one in his life would still talk to him, let alone give him money. Yeah. That is why. Can well, you raise twenty four dollars? Yeah, it's going to be a stretch. It's going to be a stretch. This debate on Somebody Apprentice was amazing. Okay, so so they, I thought because Ben was on the season, so I was I followed every inch of this, and uh, uh, he was on. And what happened was so so the whole thing is that like every event is usually like a fundraising event, yeah. and so uh, this one was like we're going to make original works of art. And then we're just going to call of our friends and try to get as much money raised as possible to buy these events. Stephen Baldwin's argument in the boardroom was like, uh, even though I couldn't get anyone to come in and give money, a lot of my art pieces were the ones being sold for this amount of money where they all just threw together like, you know, garbage, you know. He took a little more pride in his stuff. And everyone else is in on the fact that this is just like a, a, a mock art thing just to raise money for was charity. The, was that the one with Cindy Lauper? No, Cindy wasn't. Or he, uh, it's tough because so he was on All Star, which means he was on another season that yeah. I didn't watch, and then he was on a season with Penn, which I did watch. <sighs> I love me some Cindy Lauper on there. She didn't make any sense. I loved it. No, no, no. I don't know what we're doing. You know? <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> She's great, though. I, I love that she was actual friends. With Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, Definitely. no joke. Oh. Best pals. Oh, she's a tough, tough lady. Oh, she yeah. is not. There's nothing too pretty. And, and talented. Yeah. Great I, singer. I was just thinking about Captain Lou yesterday. Yeah. I was thinking, why did he have the... Uh, he had a rubber band, right? Yeah, yeah rubber, rubber bands, bands on his... Uh, in his cheek. On his beards and cheek and stuff. It's kind How of a it punk thing. There? I think it was uh, like kind of stapled like on the hair? through. No, no. I, think it was, I think it was either glued on or, or kind of stapled through, kind of like a punk. But why? Like Ice Cream Social gets to the bottom of Captain Lou Albano's cheap no. rubber bands. I don't know what it was. There's I don't a lot know, of questions from the 80s that we haven't I solved I don't know what the, what, the, what the meaning was. And then I was always weirded out that he became Mario yes. in, the, in the sitcom slash cartoon Super Mario show. Yes. Yeah. I that was a big get that. for that show, right? They I guess. Yeah. He, he, and he was pretty convincing Mario. He was a good, he was a fine Mario. Fine Mario. It was always though Captain Lou, and then Captain Lou actually guest starred on the show. But did he always have rubber bands? No, only, only when Captain, he was Captain Lou. Lou. He didn't have rubber bands when he was. Jacob, are you finding the rubber bands? Rubber sticker? band facial piercings. I knew it. What? Yeah, they yeah. were in his cheeks. But that why? is. I never I even know. thought that was possible. I just thought they were like maybe taped on it, Mm-mm. or like. Attached to his face hair. Uh, yeah, I assumed some kind of like mole or something. I think oh, he here's would a good sometimes one. wear one in his uh, 
in his goatee, but he also had it was through his cheek. Wouldn't Ugh. that be if you're wrestling? Well, uh, that would we'll be put the this last thing up you'd on want the, uh, to on the have. Facebook page. Yeah, he didn't wrestle that much. He was more of a manager. Yeah, he was a manager. So he didn't okay. get to. But you're so right. He could have this. He could have stationery on his face. Still not a good idea. <laughs> Goes to the Staples store. Yeah. There's not a lot of hey everybody. There. I'm looking for a certain kind of rubber band. <laughs> what do you got for me? Yeah, I would think you'd want something more, you know, like a, an actual stapler. Oh god, that is disgusting. It would just hurt. It would no, hurt. No, hurt, but like, hurt. I, lo- I love him going to like a Staples and then like someone helping him find rubber bands, and he just open the package awkwardly and then just rub it on his face and be like, no, too big. <laughs> no, just just some guy rubbing rubber bands on his face, like, or all like, the things he had to go through to get to rubber bands. Yeah. <laughs> This whiteout doesn't work. <laughs> I need store credit for this printer cartridge. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll trade it for rubber bands if that's okay with you. Yeah. What, what are you that? trying this week, Al? Push pins. <laughs> <laughs> Going for push pins. We'll see where it takes me. I have this awkward construction paper beard going through my face right now. That oh. Is. I wore a manila folder for four <laughs> weeks, and what a bunch of shit I went through. The highlighter was great. Yeah. Functional. A, mm. a, didn't, didn't make people... At black I always parties, I was a hit. <laughs> and I always knew where my head had been. <laughs> I should go back to highlighters. Those were the days. People, people always wanted me around when I had the highlighter. <laughs> Rubber band, you know. Yeah. You gotta commit. You gotta commit. Yeah, and he had a great song. Yeah. How the fuck did we end up talking about Lou Albano? <laughs> In my head, I'm trying to backpedal. To oh, Cindy Lauper. Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I really know. I love Lou Albano. Was great. That's <laughs> that was awesome. That's, That's a, a really good Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. I liked because um, she wrote the uh, music for Kinky Boots, mm. and so with all like you know the the, the Tony and the Broadway fervor gets very. Uh, you know, uh, intense and 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 it's a very much like a, a club. And I just loved. She was in a bunch of press for it, and just she the way she talks just totally like leveled out. Oh, it was really funny. She takes the piss out. I loved huh? when yeah. she would talk about David Hasselhoff all the time on on Celebrity Apprentice, just constantly like. And then I see David Hasselhoff, and David Hasselhoff was there. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Why is David Hasselhoff? And this guy didn't. This guy looked like David Hasselhoff. It wasn't David Hasselhoff. <laughs> oh my god. Was it was it the other guy? What was his name? Uh... Oh, the, ori- the original David Hasselhoff? Kato Kalin? No. Remember in Knight Rider, the real one came back with the semi-truck, Goliath. Goliath, yeah, yeah, And yeah. tried to kill Kit and the new David Hasselhoff. I never watched I never watched. He wore a mustache. Say. He wore a goatee. So he knew oh. he goatee. Yeah, he knew yeah. he was evil. In the 80s, there was always a twin episode <laughs> yep. of every sitcom I or every show. Yeah. That was good. There was a, a Mirror start- Universe, Spock. Yeah. It all started there. Yeah, yeah, Put yeah. Put a goatee on Spock. Oh. He's evil. Or when Riker got... Yep, cloned sort of. Yep, yep. I, was I always thought David troubling. Hasselhoff's anti-character was Goliath, but the truck was Goliath. Yeah. Okay. The other guy is, that was actually His. Michael Knight. Oh, it was it just it was original just a, Michael Knight like, back from the supposed dead? I love that. Evil. I love think. That. I'm pretty Why, sure that what was happened that was. to him. The original, the first Michael Knight was supposedly killed in some kind of accident, mm-hmm. and then his dad that could only be covered with an articulate goatee. Right, and then his father was so distraught. That they got David Hasselhoff's character. They found him. I guess he was a drug addict. I really think this is the backstory. He was a drug addict. Oh, man. And they kind of save him. The night industries save him. Yeah. And they do facial reconstruction surgery to make him look like the guy's dead son. Just like Liberace. Yeah. This is, uh, 
they, they really bury the lead on this episode, <laughs> on this series. They do. If you watch the first episode, yeah. it's like, yee. I've never wanted to watch it more than right now. It's pretty good. It's, it's like, on Netflix. It reminds me of the Spider-Man with Dr. Octopus. It's not really good, but it's which, the number two. Uh, yeah, is that the number two one? Mm-hmm. He holds a press conference. Where he's like, I've invented this type of metal for energy, mm-hmm. and I did this by recovering from my from being paralyzed and building these robotic arms that allow me to do everything. Anyways, this metal, and you're like, no, 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 you just solved yeah. paraplegic's problems forever. <laughs> you just, you just, yeah. you, the thing you invented to do, the thing you Re- wanted to do, yeah, really, way more important, way, <laughs> way more important than everything <laughs> that you're possibly going to tell us about this metal. I'm going to go to sleep, uh, sir. Wait, maybe we, we start talking about how you built these robotic arms. Go back to the arms. Uh, can we go back to the arms <laughs> yeah, no, before you do this? In a second, I am a doctor, uh, no. and I've made a metal that is very precious. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Molina. Uh, if we could just go back to the arms, just yeah, for no, yeah, look at. I'm going to move them right now. Okay. okay, cool. You cool with that? All right. Good. These metal that I have invented. See, there's Could ions. We just, could, but I, my wife yeah. was in a terrible car wreck. Right. And this would really, this, yeah. would, this could do wonders. No doubt. No doubt it would. Anyways, this metal oh, I boy. invented. <laughs> I'm from the Shriners, and we got, we got a list, pal. If you could help us with these arms. I mean, like, you invented <laughs> six arms that attach to your spine that move with your mind. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. P.S., I'm going to tear a hole in the fabric. And this happens in the time. first like 10 minutes of the mm-hmm. movie where I was but like, I'm basically done. Basically, all the villains have some amazing gadgetry yeah. that would change life for every single person. Right. They if just, they just, you know. If they just, you know, They weren't being all it. Thomas Edison about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True yeah. that. True that. True that. All these baddies going around electrocuting elephants. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is, I never knew that story until uh, we had a guest oh, on Penn Sunday so talking about gross. Tesla. Oh yeah, man, so, I was just reading a bunch about Edison. He was a real fuck. Apparently, yeah. the guy was a super dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the stuff he did about like motion pictures and like strong arming people and smashing their cameras and bullying them and making them leave. Now he is from New Jersey, so let's cut him a little slack. Sorry, <laughs> I'm from Jersey, so I cut no. everyone from Jersey a little slack. <laughs> no, we, we, we lived around Edison, New Jersey. No, um, his father was very was very strict too, so I feel, feel like yeah. he can't be too. <laughs> there actually was like a uh, there's an exit on the Garden State Parkway, in New Jersey that is like a terrible. Uh, a, a, if you read it, the names it's it's a terrible sentence put together, which is uh, uh, the towns are <laughs> Islin, uh, Metuchen, Edison, and Rawway, and so we'd go. Is Lynn Metuchen Eddie's son the raw way? Was the way we would say it. And uh, it was a really disgusting sentence that was made off of an exit. Exit 131, I believe, on the Garden State Parkway. <laughs> we have a, uh, in Grass Valley, there's an exit. It's Labar Meadows. And we would call it Labar Burton Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be amazing meadows. That would be amazing meadows. Is there a reading rainbow over that meadow? Say, what, are the, what are the first lyrics? I'm trying to think of them right now. Butterfly in the sky. Yeah, that's perfect meadow music. Perfect. That's it. Perfect meadow music. That'd be awesome. We in but Kentucky. But don't take my word for it. Right. But I'm bum. In Kentucky, we have big bone lick. Big, big bone, bone lick. <laughs> big bone lick. You, you haven't I've added anything there. to that. You've been there. I've been yeah. big bone lick. Yeah. That's great. You don't have to add anything. No. That, you don't even have to mispronounce That's anything. That's what's great about Kentucky. Imagine. It's I've dumb been, for you. I bet a lot of people thought about it, though. Like, oh, oh what can we do with that? Yeah. Big bone lick. Big bone lick. Big bone lick. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Big bone lickers. Huh? Huh? We should open a, we should open a liquor store here. <laughs> I bet there is. If there's not a big bone lickers, shame, oh, shame on you, Shame Kentucky. on that town. Shame on them. <laughs> Yeah, LeBar Burton should have a library or something. 
There's the, a guy the at bar the bar library. The bar library. <laughs> There's a guy at the, the bar Burtonbury. Take a look. <laughs> you you saw his big campaign. He's bringing Rainbow back. Is he? He's yeah, bringing he, Rainbow back. He's bringing Rainbow back. He got over. Oh so shit! He got over a million dollars in funding. What? Oh, he did crowdfunding. Yeah. What? He's bringing, bringing Rainbow back. It's going to be a little bit different, but he's he made over a million dollars in a Kickstarter pro- project. I don't. That it doesn't seem like that hard. Like that that idea. You're like, yeah, yeah, who's saying no? To no one. That's why he made over a million dollars. Well, the original mm-hmm. network said no. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not on PBS. It's a different thing now. It's going to be a little bit it's different. It's on MTV. Yeah. It's on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Miley. It's LeVar Burton here. We're not going to go outside uh, on the red carpet. It was Miley Cyrus with LeVar Burton. <laughs> LeVar. I said LeVar. You're right. It is LeVar. Yeah. Oh, good. It's LeVar. Yeah. I thought for a second I got it Miley? wrong. Versace. No, she's asking him. Don't take my word for it. What are you wearing, LeVar? You don't take my word for it. Let's throw it to Sway. (laughs) I have 18 books in my hat. That's what's up here. Y'all thought this was my hair? It's books. Not anymore. There's no books up in there. (laughs) Robin Leach just came and stole all his books. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's not as spot on as yours. I didn't do my best. I was like, is I Edison, did Edison come in? I'm not. Is it That's more Thomas Edison. <laughs> I've I taken a... all of Sway's books <laughs> without his knowledge. And his, his knowledge. And his knowledge. I took his knowledge. His books were his knowledge. And his knowledge were his books. <laughs> it's like Highlander. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you see another man with a big swole hat, you know he is the one. Everyone is trying to get his books, but now I, Robin Leach, have them. You know what thought just crossed my brain? No telling. Is that I have to write the summaries for these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no clue what, what, we could, what we start with. Speaking of, guys, we're ready to start recording. What's that? We're ready to start recording okay. now. Okay, <laughs> good. Anytime. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just roll the things on, Jacob. Let's get on the air. Uh, yeah, LeVar, man. He's great. Um... Star Trek is a huge part of my life, as we all know. Yes, there's a really there was a really funny part because I worked at the Experience back in the day for a long, really? long time. Yeah, yeah, that's how I got to Vegas. Oh, you never bring that up. <laughs> Casey was here, but anyway, I just want to tell you a Lavar part. I of it. used to go to all the the Trekkie conventions. Did you? Yeah, high school. Right, well, we'll have to chat more because okay. yeah, I'm pretty pretty hard. Here we go. Listen, <laughs> the funny thing. Did you ever get to the Experience? No. Okay, so what happens is you get abducted. Da da da. Anyway, you're oh. on the bridge of the Enterprise. And there's a video where LeVar is talking to Riker, right? And they're having a back and forth. And, of course, he's got that crazy uh, beret on his, on his head that he can't see. The banana clip. He really can't see from that banana clip. And you can know he really can't see because in this clip, he has a data pad in his hand, which is basically like the iPad predicted from you know 30 years ago. Sure. And he turns and hands it to this female officer, and he gets her right in the boob. Every time, and it's just like burnt. He would get her just burnt, and it was just always on. And you know, it's not something you notice right off the bat, but if you'd seen it eighteen thousand times working in the facility and just watched it over and over again, and just like that guy blind as a bat in that thing, <laughs> and he would just be titty grabbing. He didn't go and grabbing. He just like as though I were handing you an iPad and got you right in the boob. That's what it yeah. was, and it was just kind of funny. I would love that. I would love if you did that to me every time. I will now, every, next always, time I hand you an iPad. Always right hand me an iPad right to the boob. But. uh yeah, he he's great. So he crowdfunded Reading Rainbow. Yes. 
It's raised five point five million dollars. Okay, out of here. there you go. It's up yep. there now. What? No, I'm here's so the thing. impressed. I'm also always impressed because like that amount is way more than he wanted. Right? He, he wanted a million. He wanted a million. So now it doesn't take five million to make a reading rainbow, right? Like, what do you do with all that money? It seems like that happens a lot, though. Like Amanda Palmer did the Kickstarter. Yeah, thing. she got far more than she. Well, needed. part of it is that because it's, it's it's not like PBS. It's not like donations. There actually are rewards, and so mm-hmm. people just want that stuff. So even. Sometimes you just what you don't realize is you went into business. Zach Braff was on an interview talking about how one of the things he did for everyone, you know, got a lot of flack for for crowdfunding his movie. But one thing that he didn't realize is that like he is a business now. Like he he has to answer customer service. So if someone gets a t shirt in the wrong size, like he's answering mm-hmm. to all these, and doing all these different things for a movie that like, it's a making lot of a movie work. is hard at work. And then now he's also customer service for this other business he started. Yes, because of his movie and so. Uh, yeah, so he's got to deal with all that. I heard there was one that a guy did a Kickstarter for. He wanted to make potato salad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then he got like $10,000 or something to make yeah. potato salad. He ended up like almost 50 grand. He made it, he made it as a total joke. And then the real money thing happened. I don't, I didn't look too much into it except that people were pissed about it. Well, yeah, it but then like he's, he can't keep that money. No, right? he's, I think he's turning around and doing a, uh, like homeless, feed the homeless kind of thing with potato it. Potato salad. Yeah. Not just potato salad though, but oh, he is, really? but he is. Yeah. He should just stick to that. All right. Maybe. <laughs> no, the, the, the artist and comedian wants to just fucking make yeah. $10,000 potato salad. You got to brand yourself. And yeah. It seems like if you, well, if you put enough gold flecks in it, you're good. Right. <laughs> There's all these like ridiculous, uh, like $777 burgers and stuff. At Real golden potato. Yeah. The $1,000 yeah. Sunday. At the, yeah. Uh, that's because it's got, that's exactly what I was referencing because yeah. it's got gold flecks in it. That's, that's why it's that's why it's expensive. And it has a gold spoon. You eat with a gold spoon. Mm-hmm. I think you get to keep that spoon. Not anymore. Uh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Robin Leach. <laughs> what happened to all our gold spoons? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me again. It's just serendipitous that they're not there anymore. Roll with it. Um, clang, 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 clatter, clang. Clang. But Robert Leach. Oh, no, 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 Robert Leach. I never go on roller coasters. <laughs> Why? Bungee jumping would be like a pinata. <laughs> yes. <Poof. laughs> Children just run out. Silverware, silverware. Look, look, silverware. Oh, no. Next time, I'm changing my pants before I bungee. Zippers. <laughs> Zippers are the future. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Casey for a sec. Oh, God. So, Casey. Uh, is this about my job? Do you want to stop talking about it? No, I like talking about <laughs> um, Initially, that weird show that's not your show tried to hire some people from your show. Is that correct? But they all... Those are the rumors. I don't... I don't actually know anyone. I, I mean, I could guess who that would be, but I, yeah. I have no idea. And then no one ended up. No one. No one from your show works. Not to show. my knowledge. No. And then some of those people have been either hired or stored away, kind of right. Some people are working over at Absinthe. Some people are sent off to other shows in New York. I, I think it, there was it, it was like a, the Titanic, and so people <laughs> got into different little rafts, <laughs> and a lot of us are still. Uh, in Molly Brown's raft. Okay. Circling. <laughs> circling the Titanic. Aren't you worried about the suction? No, we're far enough away. Okay. We're far enough away. Right. Um, if, this, if that was going to happen, it would have happened. We're just waiting for the Carpathian at this point. 
to come and pick us up. <laughs> so you are, you are on a life raft of sorts right now? Yeah, you know, we're... Uh, hey, it's better than wood plank. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, not much. We don't have a whistle, so that's, oh. that's, that's oh. going to be a detriment later. Um, and some old lady just chucked a giant <laughs> diamond overboard for no reason. And we are with Molly Brown, which is irritating. As <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people are like up in the, because a lot of people had visas come and so. Yeah. Every we is your yeah. visa from California up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> L.A. wants me back real bad. <laughs> like, apparently, not, some really sh- crappy shows like, they want me to audition for. An out of work actor. Get get back here. We need you in Los Angeles. Come home. We miss you. <laughs> There's so many parts for women not in their twenties. Come on. <laughs> We're gonna take good care of you. This town's built on love and trust. (laughs) (laughs) And dreams. Hey, do you have a screenplay? (laughs) You better. You better have four. You were gone for a good two weeks. Get on it. Because you made a good point that uh, before we got on the air that people keep asking you like what you're going to do. And you're like, I just lost my job four days ago. I know. My parents are like, well, what are you going to do now? Oh, boy. Uh, That's always fun. Honestly, right now I'm trying to use up all my lotion. Because I have a lot of lotion in my house. And I'm trying to eat all the canned goods in case I need to move. Right. That's kind of as far as I've gotten. <laughs> so your priority is what travels well? Yeah. Lotion and canned goods for the record. No. Don't you don't oh, want don't to pack travel. that. Do so that's because that's lotion. because you can get the canned goods anywhere and yeah. they're just really, really heavy. Yeah. And then lotion, you run the risk of contamination. Expl- ex- lotion explosion. Lotion explosion. <laughs> yeah. Which is well, the name I of the new show at Gossipolitan. <laughs> yeah, it is. Welcome to Lotion Explosion. <laughs> uh, Robin, I don't know where, why, but we don't have any lotion to explode back No there. explanations uh, here. <laughs> squish, squish, squash, squish, wish, squish, squish, wish, squish. I'm going to furiously masturbate for a century. See you later. I, I don't think he needs squish, to. Squish, wish. <laughs> you don't think he needs to. Have you seen the He's ladies? He's got all the ladies. All right. Have you yeah, seen okay. the ladies? Well... The ladies aren't as supple as they are because of my lotion. The desert is cruel on a 20-year-old skin. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go into jock versus nerd, I think. All right. I should have given Jacob some kind of warning. Yeah, good job. But right. now uh, he's over here fla- flipping around. That was fast. That was. That was fast. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. It is Explosion. Explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I feel bad for uh, Tony Longworth, our UK music bitch, but nothing makes Paul happier than the heavy metal version of Jack vs. Nerd. I love it. Paul just gets all I giddy. love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> gets me excited. Um, Jack, you wanna, you wanna... Are you ready? I'm ready. You're not. No, I am. Okay. I got one. Okay. Oh, you wanna hit me? I can. All right, go. Uh... <laughs> Before you do, I'd like to point out that Paul has gotten the last two Jock ner- versus Nerd questions correct. All right, I'm going for the hat trick, as they say in hockey. Okay. Jock <laughs> stuff. This <laughs> former head coach, first black head coach to win a, a Super Bowl, recently gotten hot water for saying controversial statements about Michael Sam, the openly gay football player. He's the one that made those statements? I saw those statements. I didn't realize who it was from. Yes. Is he the, was he the coach of the Saints? No. 
He was oh, the coach I mean, of the Steelers. He was the coach of the Indianapolis Colts oh. uh, when Peyton Manning won with okay, them. Okay, so I don't even know who this is at all. He used to coach the Tampa Bay Bucks. Don't know who this is at all. And here's why you're going to love him even more, Paul. He was the guy who basically took over like uh, shepherding and being an ambassador for Michael Vick to come back to the NFL after he served. That's jail right. That's why I read that. I read dogs. that article today. I was like, gross. Yeah. That what a gross guy? dude. Was that the dog guy? Yeah. Michael Vick is the guy who ran the dog ring. This guy was the guy who said, hey, let me let me mentor him and I'll make sure he's okay to and fit to play in the NFL again. <laughs> this guy is a dog fighter rehabber. This guy would rather. <laughs> he'd rather have a man who kills dogs for sport be in his locker room than a homosexual. Correct. Fuck you. <laughs> Giant fuck you. His name is Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy Perfect is his name. name. Yeah, and I'll add some super gross to it. Sure. I was list- I had my radio on last night because I flip through late at night when I'm driving home, and I'll yeah. sometimes try and listen to a little bit of Coast to Coast AM. Yeah. Terrible as that show is, I get a laugh out of it. Uh, George Norrie has no brain left. It's really funny. Uh, but you know, because they talk about UFOs and all kind of crazy shit, and I just love that shit. Sure, I know it's fakey, fakey, but it's funny. Do you? Anyway, hey, you know, Joe Rogan uh, had Neil deGrasse Tyson on his podcast. Oh, I got to listen to this. I and bet it's amazing. Joe Rogan now no longer believes that the moon landing was a conspiracy. Great. After talking to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Great. As I've been convinced myself. I'm, <laughs> but is, I thought that Weird Al thing was great. Oh, the Weird Al thing was really great. What's that? What does he think it was? Uh, the, 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 Joe Rogan was uh, for a while a uh, uh, as as other people. He thought were, we never went to the moon. Thought that we, not at ah. least not the first time. That the first time was staged as a way to beat the Russians and and rally national pride uh, in in our country when we needed it. But now he knows that we've been time traveling for. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It happened thousands of exactly. years ago. Well, this came up uh, last week is a, budge, a conspiracy theorist came up to Buzz Aldrin and Buzz Aldrin punched him in the face. Oh, I love Buzz. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin, also from New Jersey. Him and Thomas Edison. <laughs> Where, where's my helmet? What happened to my... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Robin? Robin? I'll You're be st- back to you in a few. <laughs> you, you have a round belly, but to, your belly today is extra round. It seems like there's a helmet... I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I clearly don't have Buzz Aldrin's legendary <laughs> helmet stuffed in my belly shirt. Like a cod piece. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm in a cover band for Cameo now. Yeah. Word up. It's and the code word. No matter where you say it, you know that you will be heard. All you sucker DJs think you're fly. There's got to be a reason. I know the reason why. You tried to put on airs and act real cool. You've got to realize you're acting like fools. Give us music. We can use it. We need to dance. We don't have the time for psychological romance. No romance. No romance. No romance for me. Aw. Mama, tell me. What's the word? Word up. Everybody say. When you hear the call. You've got to get it underway. What song is that? <laughs> Cameo's Word Up. <laughs> what? I Seriously. Heard of it. What? No. That might as well have been your nerd question. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, back to yours. I let it go because I assumed <laughs> it was a reference someone was getting yeah, somewhere. So, the, so the, the, uh, I was listening to AM radio and it was Rush this morning when I turned on my car. Okay. And he was talking about this. I could tell from contextual information really sure. quick. And he said an argument that made me want to punch my radio in the face. Yes. He said, 
I'm not doing this be- or he's, he was speaking from the point of view of this coach. Sure. I'm not doing this because I'm anti-homosexual. I'm not doing this because I'm, uh, you know, against him or his lifestyle or whatever. He says, I'm doing this because I don't want the media circus. Yes. I'm like, what do you, what really? That is, n- that is a non- non-argument at all. And it's even worse to say that. Yeah. You don't want a media circus? And you know what? Like his media circus is not nowhere near the size that uh, Tim Tebow's media circus was. Tim or Tebow, Michael Vick's. No, but I'm saying it's like Tim Tebow came in as a super religious, you know, proselytizer who thanked Jesus for field goals, you know. Yeah. And, and he was also not going to play a lot for any team that he played for because he wasn't good, uh, skilled for the NFL game. You know, he was good in college. Uh, and that circus came everywhere without... Tony Dungy's complaint. He, you know, he wouldn't say that. He would not. Tony Dungy would not say that he would not take. Oh, so uh, the answer Tim is Tony Tebow. Dungy. Oh yes. Ha <laughs> I didn't know. Is th- he still a coach? That. No. No, he's uh, just an analyst on uh, NBC's football. Uh, uh, NBC, the NBC football team. Well, he needs to be removed from that post. I mean, he it's crazy. You know, Chris. Yeah, right. Chris Cluey, who is not. Uh, gay, but is an advocate for. Has become a default. He's the guy advocate. from the from the Vikings. The Vikings right? punter. He He's no longer a punter. Wrote some great stuff. Wrote amazing stuff. Said that the gay's not gonna, meeting a gay guy's not going to turn you into a cock gobbling monster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he <laughs> is now suing his former his former uh, team because he realizes now he's done playing. No one's going to hire him. And uh, there's a guy who made tons of anti uh, homosexual remarks in the locker room and they talked about how and he he uses an example that Greg Williams who was suspended for a year just for saying you should go out and take the guy's head off and you should injure people and we'll, we'll, you know we'll put up money if you take a guy's head off and he said if that if that if that violent language in the locker room is punishable by a year uh, and or more then why can you say I want to put all homosexuals on an island and bomb them is not punishable is not that punishable by so he's suing the league um, and how gay do you have to be secretly to say shit like that? <laughs> how would you prove that though? I mean, did he have does he, does he have recordings of this sort of stuff? Or is oh, just... I think he has co- uh, corroborating, okay. corroborating, corroborating witnesses. What's the word I'm looking for? Corroborating. Corroborating. That's a great carburating. He's a yeah, carburator. I, I think it's just been accepted that what he's saying about that is just true. Yeah, like, yeah, people, like many enough players. people have said. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah they said that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is always tough when it goes to court level. You're right that, that all of a sudden when everyone says, yeah, I heard them, and all of a sudden court comes around, they're like, maybe I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But he, the guy basically is like a retired football player, so he's like, fuck it. Uh, which I think is great that he's kind of like... The, the, he's working to change the advocate. culture. But Tony Dungy, here's the thing. So Tony Dungy's a super religious guy. Of course he is. Always has been. And he's been on... Uh, he's been given awards by organizations that are anti... That, 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 are, that fund uh, marriage bans in different, different states. And, you know, his idea of, of mentoring Michael Vick is because he is this, you know, very in touch with religion and, and behavior and all this other stuff. And so, like, this is where that, that line kind of goes the other you know where he crosses the line and goes the other way because of his religious stances what's bothering me about this is that this was an interview that was recently done for like the tampa bay tribune right so like why why the why the fuck are we so interested in talking to an, an nbc football analyst in july who's the only his only job in that situation is to start getting people excited for football is to start getting people, you know, for NBC would be happy that he's doing interviews so that he's in the paper so that his mm-hmm. team, their team is out there and he's going to be talking about upcoming seasons. Why? So, like, you know, he's barely an interesting person in football to interview off season. Uh, certainly not about himself. No one gives a shit about him at this point. And then on top of that, why is the Tribune asking him about Michael Sam? Like, it's just, 
you know he's super religious. Yeah. You That's know why he's, they're asking him. Uh, right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're baiting it for a... It's a total bait and, and trying, to, trying, to, trying to make your news make the news. And well, it's it worked. really annoying. It totally worked, but it's just annoying. How old is annoying. this guy? Uh, he's like, I don't know, maybe 50-something, 60-something. Mm-hmm. He looks in his 50s. Yeah. 58. Know. 58. I was going to say 58. You would have nailed it. Oh, I would have been so right if I said 58. Um, but like, of course, he's going to say something stupid about that. So it just feels like a little bit of a, yeah, for a small town paper just to be setting it up trying to make big news. So no, part, of me, shame. part of me is not as outraged as, as I would be. Because, like, of course he feels that way. It's still just unfortunate to hear ignorance just so yeah. it's just out there. Well, then people, you know, listening to the sports radio afterward is always so funny because then you get the callers who agree with him oh, and they boy. say things like shoved down our throats, which I think is the funniest fucking. <laughs> it's the, we don't want that stuff shoved down our throats. Right. And as I was like, I was like, I was like if there's but an I expression. Really you, you keep should... hitting me in the face with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You keep tapping my shoulder and then I look and then you smack me in the face with it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's like you feel like you give me like an Arabian war helmet. You know, I feel like you guys are just <laughs> dipping ball by ball right in my eyeballs and then laying the cock of the story down the bridge of my nose. And even when it's out, when it's out of my mouth, <laughs> it's still get, there's, like, there's something caught in the back of my throat. I can't get I'm it on out. The hunt for balls. <laughs> I mean, it really is like every, the expression used by people who are like, why does why does his agenda have to be shoved down our throat is the thing that you hear on every sports radio thing. And it's like, of all the expressions to use when trying to fight back against the gay people advancing their agenda. I like, I, I, from now on, I'm yeah. going to refer to my, my cock as my agenda. <laughs> I think that's really, that's pretty awesome. I'm about to shove my agenda down your throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't get in the way of my agenda. I've got no agenda right now. <laughs> <laughs> my um, agenda. <laughs> but it's so stupid. It is. It's terrible. And it's funny, it's like if you if you talk to anyone who doesn't like sports, it gets way stupid real fast. Oh, I'm sure. Because you're trying to explain the circumstances and they're just they're like, like stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Dumb people are talking. I get it. Yeah. Idiots <laughs> yeah. said things to other that's, idiots. I get it. I get it. That's a yeah, thanks. Part of I kind of like, like that. I felt like you lost me when I was already like, oh, he, he's trying to re- resuscitate the guy who, who killed dogs. And that, that was okay. So I don't really find, like, I'm like, yeah, of course he's going to say that. Yeah. Like, I was yeah, left because my brother okay. went to, um, uh, Davidson. He played basketball for Davidson College, and Davidson's like a, a kind of a smarty little school down in North Carolina. Uh, I'm explaining it to you. Thank you. <laughs> the words I said after you start shaking your head for the words you needed to know what's going on. Um, <laughs> the way you said my brother went to Davidson my brother, implied an understanding that I no, had no no no, okay. no 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 I don't have it. I don't <laughs> I, actually, it was the funniest. They they called it the Princeton of the South. That was like the thing they like to say. And then every time someone said that to me, I used to go like, "Well, I went to Montclair State, which is the uh, Princeton of New Jersey." Uh, Princeton is in New Jersey. For anyone who's wondering how that joke gets explained, so um, uh, 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 my brother played basketball, and they had you know like uh, I think them and Stanford were the were had like the biggest workload of any college or whatever. Uh, we're college dropouts, so I'm just I'm just reciting, reciting facts. Yeah, it that made none of this stuff. But so he get, he got on a plane with another basketball team, and they had their book bags on there. And they, my brother literally heard one basketball player say to the other, "Like, what do you think they got in those bags?" <laughs> <laughs> the other guy goes, uh, "Video games." <laughs> like it never occurred to the other basketball team that they should travel with books, their school books, and do work. 
Well, I want right. to bring this back right now to LeVar Burton. <laughs> sure. And yeah. if there's anybody who can fight yeah. this injustice. Yeah, if there's anybody who should be on that plane, LeVar Burton. He can't see, but he can fly that plane. <laughs> he has the knowledge. He's going to land it. <laughs> Through feelings. He's going to land it. And you're going to learn something. He's not really blind though, right? LeVar Burton? Right. No, he can really see. Okay, okay. Land. Yeah. Okay. That's but he right. can't leave. That does my heart get. Or is he is just he? a really good actor? Right. I mean, he is a great actor. He's a good yeah, actor. he could be acting his vision. What was the uh, Roots? Roots? Huh? Gunta Kinte. That was great. No yeah. joke. Yeah. Now, imagine watching that but knowing he's blind the whole time. That'd be wow. amazing. <laughs> That'd be it gives amazing. a whole new level. <laughs> yeah. What? He was blind? What? Yeah. Yeah, he was blind. Nerd me. All right. I'm going to have a glut of stuff soon. I'm going to have to start storing it because this week Like is nuts, like squirrels and... Yep. Like squirrels store nuts in like their mouth. squirrels store nuts in their mouth. Why don't you shove your Stop agenda down Stop shoving my agenda down your throat. <laughs> you shoved my agenda down your throat. I did. Uh, it is the week of... Uh, festival madness, fireworks, explosions. It's Comic Con. Comic Con. So there's going to be a ton of shit oh. going down. Oh yeah, yeah. You get a lot of big news. stuff. Big stuff. First little dribble that has come out <laughs> of your agenda. <laughs> yes, of my agenda, which I'm going to get looked at. Why do you? Have uh, <laughs> why do you have to barely get that into my throat? <laughs> First little dribble to come out of your agenda. Why does that have to barely go down my throat? If I go too deep, I can't run away. <laughs> I have to be ready to escape at any time. <laughs> Coyote ugly. <laughs> A fabulous bar with great cutlery. <laughs> I'm talking about the definition of coyote. Come for the girls dancing on the bar. Stay for the steak knives. But do you know that the, the, I stole a bunch of the steak knives? <laughs> do you know the real definition of coyote ugly? <laughs> the bar is named after a, 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 a like a bad an term. agenda. A yeah, like you know, like like a funny term, like a like a donkey punch or, or like, like a butterface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I assumed it kind of meant was like a butterface. Do you know what coyote ugly is? No. So it's it, what happens is, is when you wake up next to a girl that you no longer think is attractive, that you were drunk and now in the sober light of day you're like, whoa, who did I sleep with? And I guess this can go, this can go intergender. This doesn't have to be one gender versus the other. But if your arm is underneath them, you would rather chew off your own arm like a coyote in a trap than wake up the person who's next to you. That's what so it's you from. Can leave. Yeah, that's what the coyote ugly is a term for that. Wow. And they did not cast that movie right. No, no. no they did not. They definitely did not. Because none of those girls yeah. would inspire arm chewing. No. no. Uh, they'd inspire some chewing, but not arm chewing. Yeah. I don't a, know if that means agenda chewing. Agenda chewing. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Comic Con. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, oh, America's God. sweetheart, <laughs> <laughs> has decided he is going to do another movie for us. Oh good. Thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> this time he's playing a superhero. Likely a super villain. Okay. I'm okay with him going to villain status. All right. Yeah. Could, it's a question why. The que- No, the <laughs> question is how it should be. But he is, It's a, I'll give you this, it's a character in the DC universe. DC. And he has given just tiny little hints, like I said before. Okay. Just drips and drabs. Do you know? I, I am going with this as the answer, okay. even okay. though the answer is not official yet. Sure. He is a, and he's, it will be the first time we've 
double down on totally false internet rumors. He said show. he's right. Exactly. He said he said he said uh, something to the equivalent of uh, just say the words in quote or just okay. say the word. And he also said uh, this character has powers uh, very close to Superman's tantamount to Superman's abilities. Okay. So that was enough hint for most of us nerds. To Casey go, is really okay. thinking over there. I'm She's really thinking. thinking. I know that I don't know the answer to this. So, so think DC Universe. I'm going to okay. guess the Riddler. Villains. The Riddler. The Riddler. Very close Come to on. Superman's powers. Uh, that's my, I, He's a Batman villain, for fuck's sake. <laughs> He's not even close. Batman's in the DC Universe. Yeah, granted. And his, his powers are... Right now, I'd be arguing for a D if this were a quiz in class. <laughs> uh, like he's in this universe. You can give me a D. Okay. Um, I'll give you an agenda. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know the name because there's there was one of the Superman movies, the Christopher Reeve one, one of the later ones, had a guy in it that had powers very close to Superman's. But I don't remember that guy's name. Nuclear Man. Nuclear Man. That was terrible. It was terrible. no. All right. So this is not which Nuclear doesn't man. which mean does it does not rule it out for Dwayne the Rock. And he's Johnson. not he's not exactly a Superman villain. He's within the DC universe. He is a villain though. He is a villain. He has fought Superman before, but he has another hero who is his arch nemesis, and almost I'll go so far as to say his polar opposite. Polar is that a key? Is he the polar? Is it the it's not Mister Freeze? <laughs> Jeez, is it one of those Coca-Cola bears? That's a good guess. That's a good guess. I would no. love to see a movie where the enemy was a Coca-Cola bear. <laughs> Santa packs are coming. Yeah. Santa packs are coming. What's he doing? I don't know. Like you just kill him. He's opening a can again. <laughs> just hanging out, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, is it snowing? No. Uh, Polar bear enters. All, all they do is just push the iceberg away. <laughs> Looks like we've won today. <laughs> just this awkward approach of an iceberg, and then we just push it uh-huh. right back, and then live for another day. See you later. The fucks. polar bear just gives a couple of empty swipes <laughs> yeah. as he uh, fades away. <laughs> the most boring movie ever. Those Except guys are so jacked up on coke. You don't want to mess with them. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson, will you push this iceberg away? Yes. <laughs> With his um, eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any guesses, Casey? Can I, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll give you the the hero. Okay. Is Shazam? Oh. AKA Captain Marvel. They've dropped that nomenclature for the most part now okay. because having a DC hero named Captain Marvel is very confusing. Pretty confusing. Has very been for confusing. decades. Mm-hmm. So he basically just goes by Shazam now. And the way he he gets his powers is by saying Shazam, Shazam. Right. right? There's a nut, his polar opposite does the same thing, but, but he he's says, a baddie. Kaboom! No, I think he says Shazam too. Oh, he gets but Shazam he, too. That's weak. Yeah, Shazam too. <laughs> if they're together, electric though, boogaloo in a room, Shazam. No, Shazam, Shazam, Shazam too. I think it, I don't know it's if like it crosses out or how it works. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do you know who he is? I don't. If I were if I, were I know eight again, I would. I, I knew Shazam when I was eight, but that's it. The character's name is Black Adam. Black Adam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's basically the negative version of Shazam. Who's okay. going to be Shazam? That I don't know. That's another dribble for another day, Casey. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, I mean, maybe The Rock's going to try and be Shazam, but gross. So, so go, Black over, Adam. go over his clues again. How does that mean, Black Adam? Well, he said, you just say the word. Okay. And that's the, oh, the, so the that's only like character that... Shazam. Shazam. You okay. say the word, boom, turn, turns into it. And then he said... Uh, what was the other thing you said? What was the other clue I gave that I said? Damn it! Now I forgot. So if they're if they're alternating on their shazams and they're face to face fighting, 
than oh just, he said he said a, a character with powers equivalent to Superman. So yes. it could be it could be Shazam. He could be portraying Shazam. I hope he's portraying Black Adam. Just because he's black and you're a racist. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. I don't think he's black. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Is he's he? Samoan. Oh, is that true? I think so. Oh, then who's the racist now? No, Me. I guess his father was black. <laughs> I don't know. There's a there's a mirror I need to look into, but it's gone. Hey, you know what? I don't go? I don't see race. I don't see race. <laughs> Hold on, I'm saying it for callback. I should <laughs> look in the mirror. Oh, but it's gone. You're not gonna do it. No. Okay. I've taken the mirror. Yay! I we took it. it. We did it. We did it. Uh, are you? Looking do you up? know why I stole up? that mirror? <laughs> why? It's a great club gag. I keep it in my trousers, and then I unzip my fly. And then I ask ladies of beautiful nature if they can see themselves in my pants. <laughs> Sounds like you've got an go agenda. <laughs> I do, and it's covered by this mirror. Are you looking up doing the Rod Johnson's racial background? Oh, no, I'm looking up the uh, the Shazam thing. Oh. I'll get into his racial in a second. <laughs> oh, That's fucking Jacob. Hooray for Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> terrible man. Oh, um, <laughs> should we do a, Should we do a mail and get out of here or just get out of here? Whatever you want to do. Let's do one. We'll take one scoop one mail. One scoop mail for up. this one? Yeah. Next next episode, Paul and I are going to do just a fucking mega scoop load because we had a guest that, that bailed that coming back next week. Um, that I want to tease, but but I don't know if he's going to bail next week either. So I can't. I won't say his name. But it's a fascinating story if he comes in. You will not have heard of him, and then by the end of the next Olympics, you will definitely have heard. You of him. You will love him. He's a, it's a cool story. So um, that's the tease I'm going to give you for that. But Let's hope it happens. Next episode, Paul and I are just going to fucking tear through a ton of scoop mail. What do you got, Jacob? Message for you, son. All right, here's one from Ace, our uh, our illustrator. Oh, nice. Uh, hey, it's your artist friend and episodic illustrator, Ace, and I have a question. Well, rather two. In a recent Hanna-Barbera inspire, inspired illustration, I made Jacob, the audio guy, i.e. the person reading this, into a cowboy robot. How accurate am I? I also wanted to imply he solves mysteries, but the show is called Matt and Mattingly, not Jacob and Jacobly, so one can assume this function, the, 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 uh, these functions were removed from him. And more seriously... What piece of merchandise would you most like to see your face or work on to prove I finally made it? Personally, my dream has always been to have my art distributed on something impractical or uncommon like the Matt and Mattingly Pegasus July Tree or, or July Tree ornaments or giant felt black light posters. I would take t-shirts, posters, and mugs in a heartbeat. But wow, when you guys market bacon with my little Pegasus doodle on it, I will be a very happy artist. If I may warrant a guess as to your answers, Paul will say ICS action figure playset with transformable, with transformable gray skull into Inspire Theater. And Matt will say ICS sports jerseys chemically treated to smell like bacon the more you work out. I very much love the show and would love to get, get in on a long ramble about art and animation with you guys sometime, especially after listening to Matt's talented but quiet and humble brother. <laughs> Um, first of all, that's clearly mass is a question, but he just wants us to market all these things for him. Right. So he's just hitting us up. Oh, yeah. This is a pitch. Yeah. We just got the elevator Good pitch, pitch Ace. from Ace. All right, Ace. <laughs> we're working on all of that. We're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> we'll get your July fucking tree ornament. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? What's the piece of merchandise where you I don't go, know, but I, I definitely, it. the sports jersey thing is not a big thing for me. I don't own a lot of jerseys. 
Um, I also laugh when I see people wearing sports jerseys out a lot about like I'll wear them to a specific event to root for a game. But whenever I see people just walking out and about generally in those jerseys, I like to always gasp like they are that person. So like <laughs> if I see someone walking around LeBron. like a, Yeah, I'll be like, Oh my god, that's LeBron James. <laughs> he's go, really let himself oh, go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really let himself go <laughs> yeah, white. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. All that stuff. I'm like, oh man. Drew Brees has put on some pounds here in Vegas. <laughs> so I really love pretending that that's so so Jersey's not the thing for me. Um, Paul, you kind of nodded right along with his. You, you like action figures? Yeah, if I'm an action figure, forget about it. That's uh, that's dream accomplished. And um, the other thing would be to have my uh, likeness somewhere in a video game or pinball machine, which would be like super dream. I can tell you that like uh, at one time, my old comedy group, Possible Side Effects, there's a hot sauce company that liked our logo, and they licensed the logo from us. Uh, to put on their hot sauce. And a one-time possible side effects hot sauce was the hottest hot sauce you could get because that was the only condition we made. We're like, can you just make it the hottest hot sauce out there? And and for uh, years and years and years, uh, our hot sauce was like all over the place. And that was really fun to have a unique item. So I like ghost chilies. Yeah. I'd love to have a hot sauce again. That was really fun. That's fun. That's a very unique item. Yeah, and action figures are... Uh, I love action figures too I still actually have all of my old action figures from when I was a kid so action mm-hmm. figures are probably still up there with me too mm-hmm. in terms of something smelling like bacon after it's activated by sweat that seems so dangerous that <laughs> 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 just seems like the, the wealth of stench that could come out of that Ugh. usually sweat smells like Subway sandwiches anyway <laughs> yeah so you're already there you're just why is that added bacon to I don't it no it really does what's going on with Subway sandwiches I don't know but it doesn't make me l- want a Subway sandwich any less I know it smells like someone's sweat but yeah. I still want it I don't like Subway my wife loves it I have to go there and buy them mm. <laughs> your wife drags you no I go by, I, yeah. I go pick them up you know? yeah 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 you're a good man not a big a Subway guy I'm, I'm not a good big, guy I'm not a big cold cuts guy yeah, no, and that's why I end up getting the meatball thing, and I'm always like, oh, my God, I had a meatball club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like a 1,200 calories. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's Just like the worst. It's like, I'm yeah. going to the healthy restaurant and getting the worst thing I've ever Totally. <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing. It is the worst thing ever. You're like, what if I got a cheeseburger but with a ton of tomato sauce on it? Yeah, more perfect. Bread. Perfect. You more got. bread. Yeah. And <laughs> that's why I used to like, I used to always love cheeseburgers, and then I started liking chicken parms, and I was like, oh, that's right, because instead of having a cheeseburger, what I'm having is fried chicken yeah. shoved into pizza. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. That's much healthier to have fried chicken pizza than it is to have a cheeseburger. What about you, Casey? What uh, item would you want your likeness on that would be like, okay, I've made it, world? Press penny machine. Oh, the press penny machine, of course. Of course. Oh, there it is. We, yeah, we, press pennies. Did you get any traction with the possibility of a press penny machine at your show uh paul yeah, the show that just i know <laughs> i know but before that and it i i'm confident something's gonna come back i'm confident there's gonna be something again even better bigger shinier like a new penny Ooh. oh i smashed down flat what you did there um uh, just, just so you know, without without this episode even airing yet, because we're just recording it as we speak, uh, Tony Longworth, feeling the heat, just emailed me saying he has a new gussied up version of a Jock versus Nerd Ooh. song for us. So I'm so excited. I can t- give us give us all your Jock versus Nerd versions. Those are the best. Yeah, I want a reggae one. <laughs> really? I do. Oh. It'll take forever to get a Jock. It, versus you know what? Nerd. If the only way I want a reggae one is if it's got steel drums in the back. Yeah. And we could, no, we, not what, I, what I have a real. You had a real thing. What is I really what? I don't like reggae. I mean, I don't like it. Either. I don't listen to reggae. It makes me feel weird. What? Everywhere. <laughs> reggae makes you, you feel weird. You everywhere? get a physical 
reaction to hearing reggae. Yeah, it, reggae. Feels, it feels like when you go to the dentist and you are slightly under. Wow. Whoa. That's a distinct reaction. When you want to get out of you, it, you want it to stop, and it's, you know it's not going to. Is, that be, is, that a, is there a drug connection there? I know, Maybe I'm, when they made the music and I'm getting, well, I'm right. getting high off. <laughs> getting contact. There's certainly drug connection on the other end. I know. Yeah. So contact high from yeah. just hearing reggae. I, think I, I, uh, I get nauseous at like really high, weird harmonies from like like old 50s music and stuff like that. And I, it makes me physically uncomfortable and nauseous. And one, the peak version of this, and this is actually 60s and not 50s, but um, the Beach Boys, like Little Surfer Girl and In My Room, the harmonies that are in those songs make me actually Throw you, vomit. huh? Wow. Vomit. Yeah. I don't know. What the hell? That's interesting. Sometimes it belly dancing makes me feel that way too. <laughs> belly dancing like, can be creepy. Because it, it, it doesn't, it's the same thing with, break, I, like, it never stops and it's going to be the same thing for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you there. Do you think maybe the belly dancing thing also super creeps you out because you see all these little uh, dresses made of tiny little coins and you're like, I could press the shit out of all of those. Wait, where'd all those coins just go? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back in a half an hour. That's how long it takes for me to press 3,700 pennies. That were say. once a dress I really that I didn't steal. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all say goodbye. <laughs> but I hope I hope Casey gets her pressed penny machine first. Of all uh, Ooh, a hand grenade. That'd be a good one. <laughs> That'd be an unusual item. A fake one. A decorative hand grenade. It'll be really funny. You want to be on a decorative hand grenade. You heard me. You realize someone's going to send you a decorative hand grenade now. That'll be the scariest fucking thing to open ever. Right. Yeah. I'm I just, got that probably illegal, right? And Even an uncommissioned, un... Let's go ahead and just say I'm kidding. Let's just go ahead and say... <laughs> yeah. Please don't do joke. that. What about like a waffle joking. thing? Like a waffle iron that has your face. When oh, they, you and make they the, do... The, there's the, a lot of custom team yeah. waffle irons. That'd be a good phone for Matt and Mattingly. We, we, yeah. if we had our waffle iron. Oh, you know what else would be good? An Othello board where, where, where oh, our faces on each great. side. You know, oh, Othello? you mean like black and white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you should have just Matt and Mattingly sides of Othello chips. You mean the generic, goofy, Americanized version of the classic game Go? Yes. All right. Yes, I didn't realize I struck a nerd chord there at the end. <laughs> I know it as Othello, which is an offensive t- name for that game. I guess. He's like a black guy. Why is that offensive? Because it's, it's you're trying to turn black to white, right? Well, they the first they first called it the Scottish Playboard game. <laughs> And I thought, nah, let's hard. go with let's go with a Othello. Because people kept playing it backstage, and they'd be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you guys want to play?" Oh, uh, nuts! Damn it! Go run around the theater. Spit in that corner, fool. Yeah. <laughs> Plays never started on time. Are you are you superstitious <laughs> at all at the theater? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're like, well, a little bit. Like you're not supposed to whistle. I think it's just because you think about it, and then you go on stage, and you go, "Oh no, I'm thinking about the thing," and then, then you mess up, and then it's self fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. at least you're there with the self fulfilling prophecy yeah. part, but you don't you don't say, uh, uh, "Was it?" Not, I was going to say Hamlet. But it's not Hamlet. I still Macbeth. I still Macbeth. I still do request when I'm if I'm leaving the house and my wife's there and I'm heading for a show. I still do ask her to tell me to break a leg. Yes, you don't want to say good. But yeah. break break a leg uh, is tough. So break a leg on its own, I find it fine. It's a formality. It's cultural. It just means it does mean good luck. Right. So I just say break a leg. But if you say good luck, if people say good luck or have a good show to me, I'll go. I'm sorry. What? And I'll go have a good show. I'm like I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't hear you. And they go. Uh, have good. Ch- I'm sorry. Until they say, yeah, I, I'll go like, so far as to, as to tell people who don't even know, like, 
encourage me to damage my lower appendages. <laughs> oh, oh, that's how like, far I'll go. Like, like I know, what? I know oh. this, is, this is your agenda. I guess. Oh, break a leg. Yeah, whatever. I'm like, I, don't I don't care. care whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm a stickler for it. I don't care. It's about a dumb that thing, like, but I'm a stickler for it. I, I do remember to... one of the first times I saw. I had like dinner with Penn. We weren't like friends then, and I thought of the formality of like just saying break a leg, knowing whatever. And he was like going to do a show, and I was like break a leg, and he was like, sure. I wish a great deal of pain on you too, and he left. And I just was like, oh, why did I say break a leg to Penn? Because <laughs> that's kind of his whole like. Yeah, the whole it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean shit. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's a nice little cultural thing, I think. It's a cultural touchstone for for theatrical types. I'm okay with someone saying break a leg. When someone says have a good show and then immediately like grab their, their face like they were left home alone. Uh, and feel sure. bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't mean to say oh, that to I you. Oh, I fucked your show. Yeah. I'm always like, uh, just relax. Most people don't know that. Oh, do they? Yeah. I, I don't know. You just know a lot of theater people. I know a people. lot of theater people. Yeah. Yeah. They should know better. Yeah, I don't care. They're probably trying to jack you up. Totally. Oh, my God. Those fuckers. <laughs> I'm gonna pick a fight with. Have a great show! Oh, geez, whatever did I say? <laughs> oh man! Oh boy, Matt, I'm so sorry. And that's why I never got into the show Vegas. Not turn. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank yes. Casey Wilson for coming by here. Thank you. Always so fun to have you. You're welcome mm-hmm. anytime. Uh, I want to thank Jacob, our audio guy. Woo-hoo. I want to thank the Inspire Theater. I want to thank Nick with the uh, metal version of Jock vs. Nerd. I want to thank uh, Tony Longworth for any of the other music. Uh, I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this little podcast. And I want to thank my partner in crime, Mr. Paul Madding. I want to thank Mr. Matt Donnelly. And, of course, shout-outs to Ace for our artwork and all of our scoops for re-scooping, double-scooping, telling friends, subscribing, and spreading the word about the ice cream social. Oh, man. And uh, already, I'm, I, I, didn't, I thought it was kind of a formality, and it's already paying off heavy dividends. So our Twitter account just for the show is at Hey Scoops, and we're getting all kinds of great feedback mm-hmm. from that. We also have a Facebook page where Ace puts up all of his uh, artwork. There's artwork with you uh, coming out. Um, uh, well, illustrations for the for the episode. Uh, that's all on our Facebook page. Uh, so look for Matt and Mattingly on Facebook. And if you just want jokes from Paul, follow Paul on Twitter at the famous Paul. And uh, you can follow Matt at Sweet Matty D. I I post a lot of nerd stuff too, not just jokes. Yeah, I okay. actually, I, yeah, I was projecting. I most I mostly use my Twitter account just for jokes. Yeah, but not you, me. You, you're a reporter. Yeah, well, and I and I put stuff up about Ugly Couch Show. We yeah. finally got a new video show up. Oh, good. So, so check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that was the Ice Cream Social. Thanks for listening. I've placed several microphones in my sleeves. Jacob's booth work is going well with me. I'm also taking his hat. Damn it, Robin Leach. Sorry, I can't help it.